a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. I was a highwayman. Along the coach roads I did ride With sword and pistol by my side Many a young maid lost her baubles to my trade Many a soldier shed his lifeblood on my blade The bastards hung me in the spring of 25 But I am still All right, hands. It's time to stop messing around, get down to business. Yeah, we need to know if moving Eric the enemy is the end of the Kansas City Chiefs run. Well, I think that <clears throat> we can all safely agree that the Kansas City run is over now that Eric the enemy has moved on. He's the cornerstone? Yep. Hans and Scotty, the great David Locke, or excuse me, oh my goodness, the great Craig Bowler Jack. I had two liners here, one for David Locke and one for Craig Bowler Jack, and I screwed it up. Bowler, you got to forgive me. I'm sorry. Oh, I'll take that, man. No problem. D Locke's my guy, and he's your guy. He's everybody's guy, but but there's only one Craig Bowler Jack, and this Bowler conversation brought to you by Mountland Supply, locations throughout Utah for all your HVAC, plumbing, waterworks. Uh, landscape and agricultural irrigation needs. Check them out online at mountlandsupply.com. Bullers, are your Chiefs going to be okay? <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I think they'll be okay. You know, the enemy has been looking for, uh, you know, a head coaching job and probably deservingly so. Uh, but I'm a little surprised he made the lateral move. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe that is part of the process, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You never know. But, uh, looks like Andy Reid's going nowhere, and uh, you know I would I'd ride I'd ride the pony right into the barn uh, if I'm Andy. Just keep going if the health's good, and and see what the Kelsey, uh, Kelsey and uh, and uh, you know the, the whole thing with Mahomes and how it goes. You know uh, they've got to put some pieces together still. I mean every team does. They've got to look at cap, and they got you know championships are great, but it's costly, and then players move, come and go, but. You know, do you, can you fit the right pieces? Uh, that's what the Jazz are trying. You know, make that segue. The Jazz are trying to, you know, make. We'll try to make the right moves in this off season coming up in June. So, um, it's always interesting for a franchise. They're really never complete. I mean, I use a thought. I used to think when I was younger. Oh man, they're, you know, they're the there's like the Steelers, you know, and Bradshaw and Franco and and all those guys. And, but then you know, sooner or later, they all come and go, and you got to. You know, rinse and repeat, but you got to make the right picks, and that's the toughest thing for any GM to do. Mm-hmm. It really is too, and you know, you think about it in 
in any aspect. I mean, we were just talking to Stephen Ashworth at Utah State, and and he's saying, you know, look, you know, we want to play well because near the end of the season, and this team will never be the same ever again. You know, every right. year, every team's a little different. Uh, sometimes it's a little bit more drastic than others. And but I I do have a sneaking suspicion as long as you have Andy Reid and as long as you have Patrick Mahomes, you're gonna be just fine. Yeah, defense still, you know, and that's they always say you win championships with defense, and maybe. You know, that's true to most parts, but also a talented quarterback uh, like Mahomes is, who has incredible, you know, escapability. I mean, God, the guy's all over the field, but he's got to stay healthy. And we yeah. saw him flirt with uh, the Chiefs flirt with disaster uh, with, with that high ankle sprain, but he was able to somehow, if you're older, I don't know if he plays. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Youth does have its benefits. And in this case, it, it probably worked, worked in his, uh, his advantage for sure. Honestly, though, really, was he hurt? Like, I think there may have been some acting going on there. <laughs> that ankle looked broke when it got fell. Oh, man. <laughs> it looked devastated. Scotty, if that was just all just uh, CGI or, you know, whatever that was, I mean, that was really good production. Let's just say yeah. it, it looked a lot worse than what happened to LeBron on the court. Le- yes. Le- LeBron, you couldn't see. Patrick, you saw. Hey, speaking of picking right, just look at the importance of that pick for Kansas City. Go back to that 2017 draft. That's the number 10 pick. And they right. had to trade right. up high to trade and up to get they it. They identified yeah. it. They, they used some assets. They moved to get him. And he's got two championships already, two Super Bowl championships. And he's only, what, six or seven years into a career. Right. And you know, he, he's altered that ent- entire organization's future. It's amazing, isn't it? Uh, it's it's and again, it, it's it's a it's a moment in time that you know you you have to believe in in all the scouts and and what fits the system that Reed wants to do and you know with a tight end that can move around as well. But it's the same thing that Stockton Malone, you know, mid first round picks and Stocks sat on the bench watching Ricky Green for a couple of years and Malone came right in. And some were high on him, some were not. They didn't think he had the work ethic. Isn't that amazing? Uh, and then all of a sudden becomes one of the you know, most hardworking power forwards that ever play the game. And this is the same situation years later for the Jazz down the road where Danny and Justin uh, uses picks, and as the Chiefs did, to get Mahomes and move up to get him at 10 to the Jazz use picks to put themselves in a similar situation. Um, boy. You know, you got to make the right one. You roll the dice, and somehow Scotty Layden and the Jazz back in that day found a couple of good ones in Stockton Malone, who are now Hall of Famers. And can the Jazz reach that same level again? Uh, this summer will be a part of that. That Ryan Smith, obviously, when he bought the team, made it made it very clear he wants to win a championship. But you know, what's what's the avenue? What's the journey to get there? It's not easy, and I think everybody else in the league would say exactly the same thing. We just had Ryan Smith on. About an hour ago, he hung out with Scotty and I for quite a while. Just, nice. yeah, just shot the breeze, and and he's so great and so easy to talk with. And I kind of threw a statement slash question at him in regards to moving on from Rudy and Donovan and the current state you find yourself in. I said you must be beside yourself. And he goes, "Is that a question?" <laughs> and he and he <laughs> proceeds to go on for what, Scotty? Six minutes? Yeah, yeah. He proceeds to go on for six minutes about the current position that they're in. Yeah. And yeah. as as he kind of was boiling it down, Bowler, he said, as he was boiling it down, he said, we're all in this together, and that's probably the most exciting thing. Interesting. We're, yeah. we're, we're here, and I've got my, the group. I've got the guys around me that I wanted to go 
to to battle with, and now we've got the assets, and we've got everything in front of us. He said the most exciting thing is is just having this group and having being in this all together. And you can tell he's excited about the team. He's assembled and he's he's thrilled about the possibility of the future with the picks that he's got. It, what what essentially what I think he was saying, Buller, was not only do I have the assets, I've got the group to take full advantage of the assets, and yeah, I think that's a right. huge huge part of what's going to be happening. Well, Danny Ainge is a champion both on the floor and in the front office. So um, you know, with rings to prove it. And Boston was a fairly quick turnaround with a couple of, you know, high-level picks and what Tatum's been able to do. And, you know, you move around pieces, but I don't think Ryan's on the – I don't know if he mentioned this in your interview, but I don't think he's in the long-term wait period. I think it's more of like we've got assets. They're one of the most flexible teams, if not the most flexible teams when it comes to cap space and also the picks that he can use in, in a variety of ways. But it's intriguing to see, you know – because everybody wants to win now. And I'm sitting across the street from where the Thunder work uh, and, and do their thing. And, you know, at one time, the Thunder had multiple pieces, uh, but yet just came up short, right? The Hardens, the Westbrooks, the Durants, and the names go on and on, and, and, and Baca. So those all those pieces move. So the window is small. I think that was really interesting when I really looked at it the last couple of years, uh, and I'm sure Ryan spoke of it as well, but with Donovan, and and Rudy, that window closed during the began to close during uh, the bubble in Orlando. I, I think that was a time where the Jazz were playing some of their best ball. You know, the coaching was fresh with with uh, uh, Quinn. There wasn't a lot of issues that I think crept up a little bit later. Injury comes at Joe Ingles, kind of the heart and soul. Uh, kind of like to stir it up, but you know, one of those pieces start to fall off, things change and. I think we all lived through that the last three years. So those those windows don't stay open long. It's rare. But you also get like the Warriors who have put together a dynasty, but for, you know, how much longer? So you try to ride it as long as you can. And, you know, the Blazers are, are thinking the window would close with C.J. McCollum. But you give credit for Damian Lillard, who stayed his whole career thus far, right, with the Blazers. So, yeah, we'll see. We're going we're gonna to find out together. I'm excited to see where it goes. There's some good pieces right now, too. That the Jazz have. Uh, Marketin and Kessler come to mind. Ochai is intriguing, I think. Don't you agree? I mean, yeah, I yeah. like what I see and the athleticism. Uh, I'm going to talk to uh, uh, Coach Hardy later just about, even though he's improved his three ball, what's next, right? I mean, this is all a process, and the offseason will be big for Ochai and Kessler both uh, to see where they go. And also, does Chris Dunn, who came out of nowhere, uh, he's made an impact in the three games he's played, and are they going to sign him to another 10 day? Uh, those are some big decisions because those those decisions fill roster spots, and you got to wonder if he's a guy that also can be a a big piece defensively. He's averaged nearly two steals a game in his three games he's played. So, I mean, he's showing you why he was a number five pick in limited minutes. But why has he traveled the league so much? He's had seven different coaches in seven years, and he's intriguing to me. I'm, I'm excited to watch him again on the floor tonight. So, Bowler. Um... I apologize. I know you got to be a little careful on how you answer this. Um, yeah, but I know that you can't go anywhere with any with without somebody asking you about AT and T Sports and and what's going to yeah. happen. Uh, Ryan Smith clarified because everybody hears at the end of March. Uh, this you know they're they're severing the ties. 
the Jazz games will be on AT&T Sportsnet for the remainder of the season. That's 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 not it's not like the games are just going to stop April right. 1. You guys still have the rest of the season. But I also think it's important to take people behind the curtain a little bit because, you know, you and I worked with the Jazz for a long time. You are not an AT&T Sports employee. You're a Jazz employee. The Jazz uh, uh, produce their own games. Uh, you guys put the production together. So um, what can Jazz fans expect? And, and without going into details, because I know you got to be a little bit careful, but how com- how confident are you that things are going to be okay down the line in regards to fans' accessibility towards Jazz broadcasts? Well, it's a good question. You know, you you know it's about as much as I do. I think the Jazz are trying to be, uh, you know, up front with the situation with AT&T. It's been an issue for the last couple of years, as you guys know. And with COVID, they extended the contract, I think, one or two years at a time, one year, then another year. And so this has been in the works for a long time to try to give fans what they want, the streaming service. Um, you know, is it going to be free? I doubt it. Uh, but it, it's, I'm sure it's going to be competitive with what else is around the league. Uh, you get 82 games, playoffs, and uh, preseason. Um, you know, for our crew, I don't know. I mean, we've been together a long time, but I believe the Jazz will still keep us in-house. But I haven't been given that information, so I don't know. Um, you know, I love what I do. I know T and Holly and everybody else does, Trav, JB, and uh, the crew that's behind the scenes that works incredibly hard and proud to be a part of that uh, so we're going to wait and see but I'm just glad that we can still bring the game uh, to the fans because that was my concern at first too if AT&T shutters the door at the end of the month uh, March 31st I believe we still have five games to to, to uh, produce uh, up till April 9th and then if postseason occurs you know if they make their way through the play-in if, even, even if they get there then we still have the rights uh, to do the first round uh, of the postseason until the networks take it. So I'm uh, I'm hoping uh, that everything kind of stays the same. But, man, we're living in a world where I don't know what's happen, happening tomorrow or in, a, in an hour. I mean, all this is a little disturbing, i got to be honest, for, for my chair because it, it you know impacts a bunch of people I work with. And, um, you know, I hope we get it. I hope we get it right. And that we uh, that, that we can move forward because I enjoy uh, every minute uh, of every day, and I'm blessed to have that opportunity to sit in, in, in you know in, in the chair and as I call it because that's you know that's what we do we we, we kind of are the voice of what the Jazz are doing and what you know who, the development of what's going on right now. But I love what I do, and hopefully that that remains. But uh, the summer will be interesting to get it all out there and to get uh, everything uh, hopefully um, settled signed. Uh, for for the Jazz to be on television next year, somehow, some way, or streaming somehow, some way, or both. Uh, again, there's a lot that lot to happen over the next uh, what four months, uh, and that's not a lot of time, as we know. I mean, time is short, so a lot of things are going to be a lot of things will happen between now and then. Here, here, but I'll tell you, Jazz fans, and and I could probably speak for the majority of them. They need their bowler and they need their big T. That oh, is, it, amen to that. It is an absolute must. Hey, uh, Bowler, I know you're in Oklahoma City getting ready for this matchup tonight, back-to-back games against Oklahoma City Friday and Sunday. This six-game road trip, give me some expectations. Oklahoma City twice, Dallas, Orlando, Charlotte, Miami. When you come back the middle of this month, hopefully some of this snow is gone when you leave Miami. (laughs) 
and, and you come back. I'm yeah, hoping we hope get hoping get rid of some of this snow. But what are your expectations through this six game road trip? I, you know what, Hans, that's a good one too. I mean, after the San Antonio game uh, where the Jazz lost to a uh, a team that obviously has their eyes on a bigger prize uh, in in June. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm anxious to see how the Jazz approach this in lineups and rotations. I think we'll get a lot of answers tonight on how the Jazz are going to proceed uh, from here. I mean, they're a game below 500, which is probably six or seven, eight games better. The 31 wins is probably seven, eight, nine games better than what most people predicted uh, when Rudy and Donovan were, were traded away. So I think, from my gut, I still expect Hans and Scotty, a team that has surprised us all, that play hard and and don't quit because you know they, they're five and zero in overtime. Uh, they I think they lead the league or one of the top teams in the league that have won games by one. I mean they beat this Oklahoma City team just ten days ago in Salt Lake in overtime, one twenty one nineteen. That I think is the definition of who they are. Uh, I don't think a Kelly Olynyk, um, you know. Uh, a Rudy Gay, 17 years in this league. Um, well, Clarkson's out again tonight and, Sext- and Colin Sexton. But there's veterans here that want to play and young players that are trying to learn how to win. And it's, it's difficult. If you, if you build a culture of, of, let's say, tossing or losing games, then that kind of is your foundation that it's, oh, it's okay. Well, in reality, it's not. Uh, at least in my opinion, um, and again, management may have another direction, but from what I see, and what Will Hardy's going to do is just go let these guys continue to develop and play. Uh, I think they have enough character that they play hard every night. And that's why, too, the Jazz fan, the Jazz Nation fan base, more than I ever thought, Scotty Hands, I don't know what you guys saw or see, but they've embraced these guys more than I ever expected because two of their favorites you know, were traded away. Yeah. But yet they have found a way to embrace a marketing Sexton, a Clarkson, who went from a sixth man to a starter. Um, you know, there's names starting to pop out now with Ochai and Walker Kessler as foundation pieces for this franchise. So it's it, it amazes me how players do move on, but how other players come in. And if they play hard, the fans embrace that. And that's what the Jazz have done from the opening tip. Uh, back in October, and I think we're going to see. And, and that's a long answer to your question, but I think we're going to see that for the next six games and beyond on this road trip. It's not easy. I don't care who plays six games in twelve days and have two travel days uh, coming and going. Uh, this is a long trip at the at the very end of a season, and still have to go to Boston, by the way, and Brooklyn before it's all said and done at the end of the month. But uh, this is a challenge, and I think the Jazz like those challenges and they're going to get a good taste of it over the next uh, 12 days two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do when a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything it was violent it was senseless and i will never understand it i will never accept it i'm amy donaldson and unfortunately We're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, 
and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. No back-to-backs on this trip. So, you know, it it is a lengthy, lengthy road trip. And what are you staying, three nights, four nights in the haunted hotel there in Oklahoma City? No, actually, they moved us out of the haunted hotel. Oh, really? Yeah, I I guess, you know, I got, you know, I walked in. I will tell you a quick story, man. I did walk into my hotel room a couple times there, and the drawers were standing out. So I don't know, like, I just went, whoa, that's weird. And I'll be honest, where I'm staying here, the drawer was out when I walked in last night. So is it just all Oklahoma City? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You know what? I'm looking out the window. Actually, uh, you know, uh, downtown, kind of hustling, bustling a little bit. But, you know, I grew up in Kansas, as you know, and, and uh, Missouri. And there's a lot more trees in KC and southern Missouri than there are in the, uh, the uh, Oklahoma City area. Uh, you can see for miles. So if there's a thunderstorm or something coming down tor- Tornado Alley, you can see it yourself, especially out this window. You can probably get a good steak there. I mentioned there's some good food oh, in OKC, yeah. right? Yeah, there's a place down the street called the Cattleman. I believe there's one in El Paso that I've been to when we were there for the Sun Bowl when I was at CBS. So uh, there's not a, there's a couple of them around the Midwest. Uh, but, you know, if you want a good steak, that's one of the spots to look at. Um Let's see what else is down here. T and I actually walked the street last night uh, in a little bit of a rain, and we found a really good burger place. I know that sounds crazy, but it was highly, uh, you know, rated. So we took a walk down there, and, man, it was out of sight, out of sight with a good shake on top of it. So it was good. Never hate on a good burger. You'll never get no, – you'll never hear Hans and I disrespect a good burger. No, no it was it was good. It was it was high level. I was, I was re- really – Happy we made the the walk down the street, and um, you know, T and I always just having a combo. It was, it was fun. It was good. What do you put on a burger? Like, what's like if you're designing your burger? What's your toppings on that thing? You know, I'm really you know I love cheese, and I'll try anything, any kind of cheese. Uh, I like it to be melted out, so when I take that bite, I see it. Uh, I like a crisp pickle or two on top of there. Uh, I like more of the purple onion than the white. I got to have some little greenery, so the lettuce, not a lot, but a little, and I like a couple tomatoes over the top. Uh, and I'm really into the avocado deal right now. Yeah, you mentioned Quite the avocado that. spread last time we were on. Yeah, spread or you know, cut it up, slice it over, and then I'm not much. I'm, I'm a mustard guy, so I'll, I'll I'll knock it out there. And if there's some fry sauce available, why not? So you don't get real quirky with your sautéed onions or sautéed mushrooms, or you throw some bacon on there? Oh, I would, yeah. The bacon would be high level. That would be like if I'm going to the boutique. You know, if I'm going high, more high level, the bacon burger with all the above. You know, it gets a little. My bun hands. I got to be honest here. You know. Mushrooms, sautéed onions, and the mushrooms kind of make my bun dissolve. Mm. So I'm not, I have to eat it with a fork, and I don't think burgers are, are fork worthy. I get it. Oh, it's well. Deep that's deep why you, it's why you got to get like a, a little bit more of a denser bun, like a pretzel bun or a little brioche. Ooh, okay. You know that okay. that'll absorb that moisture off those mushrooms, but won't but disintegrate on you. He's right. There's a fine balance. Yeah, you just can't Sarah Lee that thing. I mean, you got to get a good quality. No. 
hamburger bun. I've I've gotten into most restaurants don't serve bur- bibs with their burger. Yeah. So I, I'll give you one answer to that if you still want just a, a little bit of toast on that onion. Yeah, that's yeah. Go, go, you could go you could go the Texas toast, but the other thing you can do is do an onion ring because you still get the yeah. the fried onion, you get the crispy onion outer part of that onion ring. And you do a little barbecue sauce. If you're going to do an onion ring, you've got to do a little barbecue sauce yes. and a little Swiss. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree. Um, you know what th- I love about coming on this show is that you know we can go sports into eating uh, <laughs> in a turn. I mean, I love it. There's two know? things you can be passionate about, sports and, and food. And spend you equal know, time on both. All right, you, I don't think you and I had talked about this, Hans, because I've always thought the idea would be great, but it's I never like it when I actually get it, is the fried egg on a burger. Yeah, yeah, I tried that. It's not bad. Yeah. I know, but it, it's like I like it. I, I always think I'm going to like it, and then I'm like, ah, it's just getting in the way. It's but like I that. I haven't done it in years. It's yeah, like that buddy who shows up at a party it. and you're like, you shouldn't be here. You're just a pain in the butt. You're just making things messy. Just get out. Let's yeah, go. But that, but that creamy yolk mixed in with that burger, it's pretty good. It really is. It's like when you get your breakfast, Scotty. You, you dice it all up together and you break that yolk up. With yeah, the no, potatoes. no, I, and I love it's that like too. That but with the burger, though, but with the burger, it just yeah. doesn't seem like it works for me on the burger. Eh, maybe I need to give it another shot. Give it another shot, but throw a little bacon on with it. So oh, yo, the, yeah, you gotta the, have the, the bacon. bacon and the egg yolk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you have break breakfast and lunch together, Scotty. That's yeah. how it all works out. Egg, bacon, plus the burger, all at one time. All at one time. Hey, hey Buller. <laughs> we're done. We're done, Lloyd. How how hard is it walking around with Big T? Do you get stopped everywhere you oh, go? It's amazing. You know, here's the here's the question. Uh, how tall are you? Is that then, the first thing? First thing. Yeah. First thing. And I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, Big Mark Eaton was one of the best men I've ever I've ever been around uh, because he couldn't hide. You know, and he accepted his height and his position in the community. And I've always respected Mark so much for that. That's why I miss him because he was a he was a quality guy, um, but he couldn't hide from it. Um, I remember one time in the airport, Stockton just put on a ball cap uh, when we were traveling to the playoffs. This was prior to me joining the Jazz, of course. Uh, that's when I was at KSL, and I remember walking, and Mark was standing there taking photos with dozens of young children, you know, and and, and their parents. While Stockton said, "Hey, Mark, big Mark, have fun." He put on his ball cap and I'm just walking out like a normal guy. He's six one, right? So yep. no one would really notice him. But Mark stood there and took all the time of the world with people, and I always respected him for that. And Big T is just a carbon copy. I think you learned a lot of those things from Mark. Uh, you know, a near seven footer uh, came in in what eighty three after winning a national championship on the big stage with Jimmy V and North Carolina State. It's March Madness, by the way, and he's he's getting a little sweaty sometimes when he talks about you know nineteen eighty three because those are great great memories for him. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's just that way. People say, then the next question is, you're tall. How tall are you? And did you play in the NBA? Yep. And all the questions there are 6'11". Uh, depends on my shoes. I'll hit seven feet. And yes, I played. And I always throw in the fact that he won a national championship. And people go, whoa. You yeah. know. Uh, but uh, he handled it so well. It's unbelievable. Around the arena, I hope people who've met Big Big Thurl, Bailey, Big T, he always takes time to shake a hand and take a photo, and that means a lot. And I think uh, I, I respect him even more for that. I love the guy. Because, you know, he, it's hard to hide. Yeah. He could, or he could just shy away and not make eye contact. But, no, he's he's as uh, friendly he of, a, of an individual I've ever, I've ever come across. You can In most jazz games, you'll find him watching walking that tarmac, the, yep. the whole kind of roundabout. Well, you know where he's going, man. He's going down to J-Dog. Oh, he likes himself a J-Dog, huh? 
Oh, if you want to talk to Big T, just hang out at J Dogs by six fifteen. He'll be there. I guarantee you. Hey, that that begs the question: What's better, a dressed up burger or a dressed up dog? Mm-hmm. A good dog. A good dog. Uh, you know what? I like them both. I'll, I like them, and just depends on the day. But I'll go a ton of white onion on the hot dog with a lot of mustard. I love that. And throw in yeah. the pickles on top, and then go, then just go for it. Like a relish or actual pickle slice? Right. I don't like the relish Me as neither. much, but the pickles. And dill, you know, not and dill, not yeah. sweet pickles. No, no, Eat no, those. Yeah. yeah, good crisp yeah, dill. dill pickle. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever tried yeah. a pickle wedge instead of pickle slices? Yeah, that's good, by the way. Yeah. That's really oh, good. Oh, yeah. You get a yeah, little more yeah. cr- crack in it. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You really do. Mm. So it's, um, you know. <laughs> Did it, you just it, go, it, mm. yeah. It, he is just, uh, yeah, he's, he's uh, you know, he can, he can put down a few calories, you know. Dude but looks like he could still play. Yeah. yeah, I never, you know, when he played, you, I think he had 1% or 2% body fat, and that's dangerous. But he said he'd ate 10,000 calories a day, and he never could keep a pound on. Well, I guess me and Big T have something in common then. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of looking like you're in great shape, were you able to catch up with Stockton or Malone while they were in town? I talked to Carl on the phone, uh, and I was uh, out of town for Stock. We, we were trying to get together, and Thurl was trying to talk to him as well. But those schedules were written so tight, and they had to be in every place on the minute. And so there was very little lag time. But I did talk to Carl, uh, but I did not see John or have a chance to talk to him either. But um, I know both guys um, had a great time. Um, You know, Carl, of course, uh, under a little scrutiny there. I get it. Um, And John, of course, kind of just came and went, which is the way he is. He's like the breeze. If you turn your head, you know. He's gone. There he's gone. Yep. Stockton was one of the greatest escape artists of all time. Mm-hmm. He used that back door into the uh, training room as his escape route. I finally caught on to it one night and, and got him. But Cut him off at uh, the pass. Yeah, that's what, that's what you had to do in the day. Because he knew Carl loved the, you know, he loved, Carl loved the camera. And everyone wanted to talk to Carl because Carl had all the, you know, the one-liners that he was going to throw and made, good, made for good post-game TV. But Stockton always said to me, boy, I don't get it. I, I can remember this comment in our conversation. I said, John you got to give me a minute or two. He goes, Bowler, why, man? I just played basketball. I said, do you realize you're one of the best ever at the position? And he goes, no, I don't even worry about that. And, you know, I guess in reality, that's the way Stockton looked at himself. It was a competitive man, the most competitive man I've been around. I think he'd fight you for a nickel if it fell on the floor, honestly. (laughs) It's fine, it's fine. But he he wanted success. He wanted to be the best. He practiced it. Uh, he demanded that out of himself, but he never thought the fans really understood. Maybe I don't know, but all they wanted to do be was say, "Hey, John, hey, you know." And Carl was so appealing because he was, you know, he embraced that. And John just liked his privacy and thought, "I just play basketball. That's what they pay me to do, and I'm I'm out the door. That's it." Yeah. Two different total personalities, but two guys that actually became one without the other. You you know, Hot Rod's line will live forever. Stockton and Malone, because without Stockton, there would be no Malone, and without Malone, there would really be no Stockton. So the two coexisted, and I think you have to applaud that, guys, in the day we live in when you see big three teams explode, implode, and all are trying to jump to a team that can automatically you know, give them clarification of a championship. 
or to define themselves, right? Now, Carl did jump for the Lakers, hurt a knee in his last year, and was done. But you got to give Carl and John a lot of credit. Uh, they stayed the course and, you know, gave it two runs against Jordan and Pippen, but just came up short. But I think what we saw there won't happen in this league much, no, if any. Anymore. No. Damian Lillard, Lillard may be the last, one of the last players to actually start and end a career with the same franchise. Yeah. Bowler, you're the best. Have a great call tonight, and uh, look forward to catch up again here soon. Thanks, Bowler. All right, well, Oklahoma City says hello. Uh, it's flat, and it's windy, <laughs> and I do see blue skies. So that's my uh, weather report for the day. No, no snow? No snow. No snow. No, no snow. It's just windy and flat. Yep. All right, brother. All right, Bowler. Be hey, safe on the trip. I might hit you up later, Bowler. Uh, need to chat with you about a couple things. But, Absolutely. Uh, hope you're well. There you go. Craig Bullerjack right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.